everyone, and welcome to the Rough Cut Retrospective, episode 157, a podcast that talks about movies, television, pop culture, and our feelings in the midst of a world burning around us. I'm your host, uh, just full of emotions today, Carter Sims, joined as always, uh, he, who's your friend who likes to play? Jackson, Jackson, it's Jackson McGarren, hey buddy. Big bong. Bong. How are you, pal? I am doing great. I'm feeling joyous and I'm ready to pod, baby. And no other emotions, just joy. No other. <laughs> I'm feeling sadness today, and together we're making a great mm. combo. So there you go. Uh, yeah, we're talking uh, RCR Top 100 today, Inside Out. So we're going to dive into that. Our first animated film on the list, which is fun. So That's not true. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man. Duh. <laughs> Our no, second. Uh, there's another one. Is there? No. Done? <laughs> the Iron Giant. Oh, yeah. Our third animated film. <laughs> we'll see where it stacks up with the other two that I've clearly forgotten. Whoops. I'm old. <laughs> Uh, but first, Jackson, tell me something, boy. Tell me something, boy. What have you been into this week, pal? I have been into a lot of different things, uh, starting with The Thing, uh, which was a cool first watch. Very horrific, very scary. Young Kurt Russell, young Keith David. People sleep on the young Keith David, and he's Young Wilford Brimley. Um, Sure. I don't know who that is, but (laughs) yeah, let's go with that. They lock him away. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's super scary. I love the ending. I love how ambiguous uh, it is, and it's yeah, it's it's really good. I practical effects, man. It's some scary stuff when that dog is transforming into the disgusting monster. Oh man, horrific! I love it. That's good. Um, and the blood testing scene is so tense. So yeah, holds up. Uh, Holds up really well. I I think we're covering this at some point. Uh, we are yes top 100 so that so that'll be a fun episode to dive into mm-hmm. um i also checked out on hulu no one will save you which is that like uh like home invasion alien movie have you seen this one yeah um i think it was like a couple weeks ago that i saw it i don't remember yeah. if i brought it up on the pod but yeah i've seen it uh what do you think i i didn't really like it to be honest i thought like the first like third of the movie is really good mm-hmm. and like the reveal, like the, there's this like rev- like this mystery of like what did she do to this girl? Like how is she misunderstood? And the reveal is that she killed her by hitting her with a rock. And it's like okay, like you kind of deserve all this hate. Like this is biblical. I don't know. I don't know. Like sometimes I was waiting for like the big turn for that to be like something really significant and important, and it was just yeah. kind of stupid. Um, did but you like the gimmick of like the... you know no voice, like not not a lot of dialogue going on. It didn't. I didn't hate it. Like, like yeah, it honestly cool. just didn't even like register with me for a while that there was no dialogue. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I guess there's, I guess there's not because I don't know. Um, mm. yeah, I, I I don't know. I wasn't huge on it, but it was a fun. It was a fun watch. I definitely recommend it if you just want to turn something on and check out some alien horror stuff because it's definitely scary. Totally. Um, and then on top of that, uh, I watched uh, Halloween for the first time on October 31st, which was pretty fun. Atta boy. Uh, great slasher. I liked it better than uh, Friday the 13th. Uh, it was cool. It was cool. I think, uh, you know, Michael Myers, he has all the theatrics 
Uh, and he just needs a better outlet for that. You know, he needs to do some community theater. And because <laughs> like the way he kills all those people and like stacks them into like the closet to swing out and this one to pop out there. Like, it's so funny. He, he put the work in. <laughs> he he clearly did. Um, but then like the shot too of like, um, oh gosh, why can't I even think of her name right now? Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. I always forget her name for some reason. Like where she's like hiding and then like Michael Myers's mask comes out of the shadow. Like that shot is so cool. Like, oh, that was awesome. Have you seen um, audience reactions from like 1979? There's clips on YouTube. Oh, really? When um, she thinks she's like out of it and Mm -hmm. like Michael Myers rises up and people are like literally like. Oh, it's so good. It's so so cool to see like that was still going on in like 1970s. It's really the way. Yeah. The way I would not keep my eyes off of that body at any point. (laughs) Like just keep stabbing him. Like do what you got to do. Oh, yeah. Um, Like you can see where that like cliche like. Yeah, totally. Totally. Good stuff. Um, and then I did a rewatch of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which was pretty fun. That was we've last done night. that on this podcast. Yeah, remember? yeah, we we you know we talked. I do remember. The good job. Kurt. I don't. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, we did that. And it's good. Uh, I think my same critiques of it feeling pandery to like the movies, I I think still sticks out to me, and I sure. don't love that. But but everything else is great. And Hobie Brown is so cool. Daniel Kaluuya is maybe the best spider sona outside the main cast. Uh really fun really fun stuff nice you were busy this week i love it i know i know what about you um i was i was pretty busy too um since you're talking halloween watches on uh on halloween i watched dracula Ooh. the um this is the christopher lee dracula i checked out um which is like peter cushing of uh, (laughs) grand moff tarkin fame which was cool michael gow or go like uh alfred in those like the 80s batmans Mm -hmm. was also in it which is kind of cool he was um, old in those movies. So. Boy, he was. So, yeah, he was like a middle-aged man. In this, <laughs> this was like from the 50s. I was like, dang. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really good, really fun. Christopher Lee is goaded as an evil guy. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So that was fun. Um, I hopped on Netflix and checked out Reptile, which I kept seeing on like my weird dashboard. Um, Benicio Del Toro. Okay. Justin Timberlake. Okay. Um, and uh, who's been having a rough time. Have you heard all this yeah. Britney Spears stuff? memoir he was stuff. like yeah wasn't he like planning for a comeback and then something bad happened like all this like oh, britney, britney spears just like destroyed him yeah good good some wild stuff <laughs> um it's kind of like a so this movie is kind of like a crime whodunit type of movie benicio mm. del toro plays like a detective in a in a small town it was it was like doing okay and then like it leaves so many things like so many loose ends and not mm-hmm. in like a cool crime solvey way like not an ambiguous way but like yeah like, you miss that kind of way um so that was a little disappointing but um then on on amazon i don't think anyone's talking about this movie but i checked out the burial and mm-hmm. it's this movie starring our boy jamie fox who's having a hell of a year um and tommy lee jones notable cranky guy and um, this was really cool. Like Jamie Foxx plays a lawyer who's just like defending Tommy Lee Jones, who like runs this funeral home and is trying to get compensated for some stuff. Um, it's a really cool, really nice, like courtroom lawyer movie in 2023, which I don't think we get a lot of anymore. Um, and Jamie Foxx is really fun in it. So I would recommend it. It's a it's a good watch. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's, Jackson. Um, wow. I queued this up on Peacock. I was going to go to the movies and then I saw it was on Peacock. So I didn't do that. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and 
boy did you play did you play the games at all i didn't play the game no but... i was not into horror at the time of like the height of the game so like i yeah. i i don't think i can do horror video games now like it's just too too immersive i think for me yeah. to get into it this um i don't know this movie wasn't very good but it like did okay. so well at the box office which is kind of crazy like it got the meme views yeah i think so i think it just got a lot of fans of the game maybe mm-hmm. but i don't know like much like they do with a lot of these movies, they make it about trauma and you're like, do I need this in my five nights at Freddy's movie? <laughs> like it's, it's weird. So I wasn't riding for it really, but Matthew Lillard back in like the horror genre mm-hmm. is a, a welcome return. So I was Josh Hutcherson so. like an okay choice. I mean, he was serviceable, I guess for the role. He's been um, getting some weird projects lately that I don't think have been hitting for him. I did read though that uh, him and Jennifer Lawrence uh, are starring in the, the top movies on respective streaming services and no hard feelings on Netflix. And, oh, uh, that's Freddy. So like go hunger games. That's kind of funny. So <laughs> good for them. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't very good. And then the last one that I will recommend, uh, anatomy of a fall, which we talked about. Oh, on nice. Okay. Oscars pod with, uh, with Corbin and Cody. Um, I really want to see that. It was, uh, really, really good and not at all what I thought it would be. Okay. Um, if you're going in thinking it's just like, oh, it's just a French courtroom drama, like mm-hmm. it really is really interesting the, the kind of the the weaves it, it, it takes. So I'd recommend it. It's a French film. Um, but yeah, I was in theaters in Chicago right now. I don't know if it's huh. in wide release anywhere else, but but yeah, it's um I really enjoyed it. And I hope my Sandra Holler pick and lead actress still stands strong. She was really good. So we will see. But yeah, busy week at the movies for us. Good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful. Should we should we dive in, Jackson? Let's do it. Let's move on to I'm ready for my close-up. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. And today, as mentioned, apparently not the first animated movie we've done. News to me. <laughs> or uh, the second. <laughs> or the second. Also news to me. Um, we are covering Inside Out. Do you ever look at someone and wonder what is going on inside their head? School was great, all right? What was that? I thought you said we were gonna act casual. Riley, is everything okay? <sighs> Sir, she just rolled her eyes at us. All right, make a show of force. I don't wanna have to put the foot down. No, not the foot. Riley, I do not like this new attitude. Oh, I'll show you attitude, old no, man. No, 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 breathe. What is your problem? Just leave me alone. Sir, reporting high levels of sass. Take it to DEFCON 2. DEFCON 2. I don't know where this disrespectful attitude came from. You want a piece of this, Pops? Yeah, well, look. Prepare the foot. Keys to safety position. Ready to launch on your command, sir. Just shut up! Fire! That's it. Go to your room. The foot is down. The foot is down. Woo! Good job, gentlemen. That could have been a disaster. Well, that was a disaster. From 2015, uh, directed by Pete Docter, who also directed uh, Monsters, Inc. and Up and Soul. So high pedigree of Pixar there for him. Um, This movie premiered at Cannes. Didn't realize that in 2015, Mm. which is kind of cool. I think kind of speaks to its prestige a little bit. Uh, Written by Pete Docter, who also wrote the movies that I, I mentioned, uh, Josh Cooley, who also wrote those men- those movies, and uh, Meg Laforve. Uh, I can't pronounce the name, so I'm just going to say that. Um, she also wrote The Good Dinosaur, which mm. was the same year, 
And also, get this, Jackson, Captain Marvel. The Marvels are coming up. Excited? The clips I've been seeing have me excited, I got to say. Good. I don't know. I've been seeing some fun stuff. Well, there you go. Uh, So, yeah, those are the writers. A little synopsis. After young Riley is uprooted from her Midwest life and moved to San Francisco, her emotions, joy, fear, anger, disgust, and sadness, conflict on how best to navigate a new city, house, and school. Starring Amy Poehler, Phyllis Smith, Bill Hader, Mindy Kaling, Louis Black, Caitlin Diaz, Richard Kine, Kyle McLaughlin, and Diane Lane. Pretty solid cast there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson, 2015, eight years ago, is that when you saw the movie for the first time, or when was the first time? You know what's crazy? I can't pinpoint the specific moment in which I watched it like in theaters. I might have seen it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I feel like the most memorable time I watched it and the earliest was like in Mrs. Gray's Spanish class. In Spanish? Like, uh, no, we throw on the Spanish subtitles. Classic. Nice. There you um, go. And we're learning when you do that, which of is course. super fun. Shout out to Mrs. Gray. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, and me and John Bannock, of all people, uh, cried watching the movie and everyone laughed at us. In class. Um, you losers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Just like Riley crying in class. Look at exactly. You. Yeah, totally. Nice. Um, it's a great movie though yeah yeah I I think like I definitely saw it in theaters uh, mm-hmm. I definitely remember being I don't know junior in high school were you a sophomore mm-hmm. do you remember okay Um. yeah I think so in 2015 yeah yeah uh, I remember crying I remember this movie knocked me out Um. one of two Pixar movies that came out this year and I will say this one was better I'll go ahead and say that Uh. The Good Dinosaur shout out I guess um yeah, um, a little bit why I chose this movie for RCR. I I don't know if this is a hot take t- today, but I think so. It was really hard to pick because we decided that we would only allow one Pixar movie in our little top 100. Mm-hmm. Um, we were pretty, um, pretty uh, agreed on that. So I think people would imagine we'd pick like, you know, Toy Story or, or Ratatouille, Up, Wally, any, any of these movies. You could pick any of these movies and be like chill. Yeah. But like, at least for me, like pound for pound, I think this is still the most profound and intelligent Pixar movie that has like, I'll talk about it later, but has like the best kid to adult balance of enjoyment. I think of all of them. Yeah. Totally. Um, so yeah. What, what are your overall kind of impressions of it before we kind of, kind of dig into it? Yeah. Like for me, it's not my personal favorite uh, Pixar movie, but like at the same time, I don't think I would throw Incredibles on like a top 100 list because I don't think it's saying a whole lot um, mm-hmm. in like the context of film. Sure. But I think I do agree with you. I do think that Inside Out is probably, I think like maybe that like what's the next strongest contender for like most poignant, like maybe like Soul, but I don't think that has like a accessibility that kids. like a lot that like makes it timeless like i think yeah. this movie is um yeah it, it's just really special i think every kid should see this and i think every parent should see this movie too it, it's it's for everybody here here and we'll get more into it about what works about it but uh before that let's uh jump into the time capsule with a uh, great scott great scott and uh 2015 jackson was a was a prime time in our lives you remember uh going to dances listening to uptown funk and, I do uh, remember that. Uh, big. This was like when Ed Sheeran really took off, like thinking out loud. All, mm-hmm. all that was big. Um, see you again, little Charlie Puth action for you. Banger. So 
Fast and Furious was going hard. And this was also for my Swifties out there, 1989 released this year. So I know that was just re-released. So mm-hmm. sh- shout out to all you Swifties out there who are listening. Um, some movies of the time in 2015, uh, the big short, uh, spotlight with one best picture that year. Great movie. Mad Max Fury Road, the Martian. This is a hell of a year. And this was also like, we're firmly in the IP world in this year. We yeah. get, a, we get force awakens. We get Creed. We're in the legacy sequel rage. We get a mission impossible movie. We get an Avengers movie, Ant-Man, Jurassic world. We get all the. All the good stuff. We get the first, I think, live action Disney remake, Cinderella. We get a mm. Hunger Games movie. All the good stuff. We're fully in the IP legacy sequel time, which is a good time, which is interesting to talk about because obviously we'll talk about it later. But this movie we're talking about today, getting a sequel, we'll voice our feelings about that in a later mm. segment. Um, some events of 2015. Uh, this was the time of Crimea, the FIFA corruption. Uh <laughs> Cuba and U.S. became friends again. That was fun. Uh, liquid water found on Mars. Um, Deflate Gate. That was a good time. Oh, yeah. Huge. Big time. And, of course, this was the year that the dress popped off on, on Twitter. Blue and black or, yeah. or white and gold, what have you. So Who are you? I'm still a blue and black guy. I saw blue and black. I w- I'm a white and gold Man, and that's why we're podcast co-hosts. Mm-hmm. Look at us. So if we can do it, anyone can. You know? Yeah, solve your disputes, everyone. Beautiful. <laughs> um, at the box office, I forgot to mention this. Uh, off a budget of 175 million dollars, not quite She-Hulk budget range, which I read about this week. <laughs> and 220. Yep. Um, that's crazy. Made 857 million worldwide. So pretty big for the year. It was the mm-hmm. seventh highest-grossing movie of the year. Uh, ahead of Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. That's impressive. And, That's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. And below Spectre, which is like a pretty lesser James Bond movie, mm-hmm. if I had to say. So pretty good stuff. Tough competition that year, though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big year. Obviously, you know, Force Awakens. I think Age of Ultron was the Avengers movie. So lots of stuff going on this year. Um, beautiful. Um, how it kind of came to be, Jackson. Um, development of Inside Out was actually greenlit in... 2009 so this thing was in like production for five and a half years which is pretty Mm -hmm. wild um pete doctor noticed that his daughter uh was becoming more quiet and reserved and began to wonder what was happening inside her head so doctor invited uh, a person named ronnie del carmen who had previously worked as story supervisor on finding nemo and up to come in as co-director to kind of uh help out with the project they sought inspiration for the film from their own personal experiences and what's really cool is they met with like psychologists and specialists to really kind of kind of get it right they didn't want to want to half-ass it so that's really kind of cool and while designing riley's mental landscape they consulted neuroscientists and took cues from from like dna strands and photographs of like neurotic neural flashes so like they like Doug that's cool with like like when they drew the characters they're like oh that's kind of what this looks like and that's kind of what the mind looks like which is kind of which is kind of cool um the film emphasized how emotions organize our thoughts and social lives and especially the role of sadness in fostering connections which we'll get to which is key um just a little background which we'll get to again later but a total of 27 different emotions were considered in early versions of the film Ooh. um 
a few I list here are coming up in the sequel, which we'll talk about later. Cool. Um, but some of the emotions were irritation, envy, greed, gloom, despair, depression, love, schadenfreude, ennui. That's a good one. Schadenfreude is, is That's a high. fun one. Um, ennui, shame, embarrassment, and hope. So a lot of good ones in there. Uh, but the number was later reduced for the sake of simplicity. Thank God. Um, uh, there were a list of seven emotions and they finally whittled it down to those five that they got. So happiness was renamed to optimism and then later joy. And yeah, and that's how it kind of came to be and said the film spent five and a half years in development. And I think for good reason, you can tell the love and the, the intelligence that went into crafting it. So totally, there is that. Uh, let's move on to you did it. Congratulations. You, you did it. Congratulations. And I'll start with you, buddy. Uh, what works in Inside Out for you? Uh, well, I want to talk about the fun cast of characters and like the the people they got to voice them because I think yes. it's one of the best casted like mm-hmm. animated movies. I got to say, like, I feel like everyone loves to talk about like, oh yeah, that's Amy Poehler is Joy and like she's doing really great and mm-hmm. Phyllis Smith. I think that is the most brilliant choice of this whole movie. By the that's way. Great. Shout so out to Phyllis of The Office, who it is kind of funny to think like she was like this casting director for The Office. And because she was a casting director, she ended up in a Pixar movie like one day. Like that's like a crazy little uh, spiral there, which is pretty fun. So awesome. Yeah. yeah. And like even when they were conceiving the movie, I think John Lasseter at the time, who was head of Pixar, was like, this is great. We could get like Lewis Black as anger. And like they got him. Like yeah, they, everyone that they kind of had their minds on, they they basically got. There's not a lot of casting. We usually have like some. Oh, this person was considered. Yeah. Not a whole lot of them for this. Like they kind of nailed down who they wanted. Bill Hader was on the list oh, for a Hader long time. So fun. Mindy and Kaling they, is a good choice too. It's like, just it's it's really great. And it's cool too, like to see like because they give them like their own color and like their own like ways to express themselves, which is really cool. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a lot of fun, like shape and color theory stuff that like really, really works out. Oh yeah. Um, and gives, I don't know, like you can just tell who everybody is just by looking at them without them saying anything, which I think says a lot about uh, the, the ability that Pixar can like bring little silhouettes and colors and shapes to, to be like these full fledged things, which is yeah, really, really cool. I was reading like interviews from the production designer of the movie. And he said like, this is the hardest movie he's ever had to do because of, I believe that because of that aspect of it, like yeah. all of the little intricacies of like you know, the the memory like aisles of of balls like look that way because that's how the brain looks like yeah. it's wrinkles and curves like my goodness that's that's crazy stuff so yeah, um what else you got? Oh uh, yeah, for one, I wanted to talk about how this kind of goes into what you're saying. Like the concept is so unique and it breaks down these complex ideas and concepts in general, like just for all ages. Yeah. Like even like the details, like you mentioned, like with like sh- showing like the memories and how they are like stored and stuff. Like it- it's all this complexities that like nobody would really think or care if it is like realistic, but like they took some like they, they did their homework and it and it shows and it's really cool. And even if it didn't matter to general audiences it is just like a really cool detail that like a lot of it is so accurate yeah Um, like even that like the long-term memory stuff like the mem like it's theorized by like all these psychologists and neurologists that like when you go to sleep your memories from the day they go down to long-term memory like that's something they theorize and that's something they actually tangibly show you in the movie which is just 
a testament to the inventiveness. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, like, and then just like the idea of like how you have to process like your sadness and like, like I feel like the movie sets it up really well of like, oh, these are this is a negative emotion that you're not supposed to have. This one's bad, but then uh, it, it shows like throughout the movie, like, oh, well, actually, like this is a good way for coping with this or forming connections this way, and actually, like using sadness is a great way to cope with like how like how much you miss or care and like appreciate something a little bit more mm-hmm. and. I just think that's so, so great. It's okay yeah. to be sad, Carter. You know that? That's Oh, yeah. That's the biggest, that's like the biggest takeaway for me. Just like without, you can't have profound joy and happiness without, you know, experiencing the profound sadness that comes before it. And mm-hmm. it's just, uh, the and even the profound sadness can bring its own uh, experiences that like joy cannot provide, that, that it right. like can make you like so much more deeply connected to yourself and, and what you're dealing with and. Oh, so good. You just get the full experience of life. It's, it's great. Um, yeah, I just like to kind of go off that just to kind of talk about the inventive Pixar, like pound for pound. I still think the most inventive Pixar movie, you know, you see the memes of like when the movie was coming out, it was like, what if toys had feelings? What if bugs had feelings? What if feelings had feelings? Like, Like it really is a massive feat that I think they pretty much accomplished. Like the fact that it's grounded in research and like, is an accurate and an accessible depiction of how our emotions work is, is pretty cool. Um, you mentioned kind of the, the world building of it all, the way mm-hmm. it was conceptualized. Like you have the train of thought, you have long-term memory, like abstract thought, which is one of my favorite parts. Um, the subconscious imagination land and like anything from like, we like still like today or like that was a core memory that I just had. Like, I think that comes like, at least was popularized by this. We're like, Oh, we just made a core memory. So all of that is just is just so cool. Um, I talked about it briefly. The wide, the I think it has the widest appeal of the Pixar movies because I think kids can get something out of it that is more than just like in Soul watching somebody turn into a cat or you yeah, know, Soul is a lot more for the adults. I think and yeah, kind like of, the yeah. way they try to bring the kids in is a little you know it's like on the nose is that the detriment to the story too yeah 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 and we talked about that what Mm -hmm. two two years ago when it came out or two and a half years ago um and it's more than just like winning the piston cup you know it's like (laughs) i think kids can actually learn something from the movie while also being entertained by it and have like an actual influence on their lives and that's not a bad thing and i think the parents on the other side or at least adults i guess um get Pixar at their smartest here. I know Pixar has mm-hmm. kind of been known to do that, but I think this is uh, the cream Especially of the crop. Especially at a time too, where I feel like educational programming for children, like I feel like, you know, Sesame street was kind of pushed to the side. Like a mm-hmm. lot of stuff was bought by streamers and like certain rights went away and you just didn't get a lot of like the public access stuff. So to have something Definitely. that's so that pushes emotional intelligence in a way that like a lot of kids our age just didn't get the opportunity to grow up with. I think that's like really important too. Yeah. That. And, and now I think a lot of children's shows are definitely like, like bluey and stuff are like way more like into like exploring those themes. But I feel like for a time we really were in like a drought of uh, oh, yeah. per, like educational, like emotional awareness and stuff like that. So definitely. I think that's great. I think we've come a long way. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to just also mention just um, kind of the personification of like, this might be harsh to say, like the death of childlike wonder. Um, (laughs) 
like the, the Bing Bing Bong's character, like mm-hmm. like just the fading of innocent childhood as we mature, I just think is handled so well. And like mm-hmm. that is the most devastating part of the movie. That's I cried again watching it um it's this so past good. time. And we'll get to that later, but like just incredible stuff. Um something I like I just have like two or three more things, but like mm-hmm. really the first Pixar movie, like I was thinking about this after I finished it, I was like it's like the first Pixar movie or just one of those movies, like there's no antagonist character. Mm-hmm. Like there's no villain. It's just like the antagonist is the idea of just things changing. And like, that's just really smart and neat and nifty. And can I, can I tell you something funny, please? I, the first time I watched this movie, I was convinced that Bing Bong was going to have like an evil turn at the end. <laughs> the villain and like, arc. Yeah. And it was going to be like, kind of like one of those cliches of like, no, I want her all to myself. And like, <laughs> But then, like his sacrifice, I was like, "Oh, now I feel kind of bad because I was waiting for him to be a jerk." <laughs> You're waiting for like the the frozen turn. Yeah, like... exactly. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, my last three things: using Riley as like a setting, I think is awesome. Osmosis, so, yeah. Osmosis Jones does it too. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's <laughs> great. Um, the score, uh, Michael Giacchino, just so like ethereal. Like it's all these like. I don't know. It's like, it's just so like in your head and like, you're like, that's what it would feel like to be inside someone's head. It's good stuff. And then finally, I've done the slander before on the show. I'll continue it. Making San Francisco look like this shitty place was so good. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Riley, I feel you. So that, that resonated with me. Um, You'll, you'll get there, San Francisco. I I believe in you. I'll go back and visit you sometime. Um, Wonderful. I'll stop. Broccoli pizza is ridiculous. Like, that's it. Come That's on. tough. That's tough. Um, favorite scene, Jackson. Uh, do you have a favorite scene or favorite scenes? Uh, yeah. Well, this may be a little bit out of order, but one scene I really want to talk about is when I think it's before the first day of school, mm-hmm. and Joy wants to put on like this memory for Riley before she goes in, and like, and and it's just like yeah. the scene where she's ice skating. And then it shows Joy like skating with her in like the foreground. And it is just such a beautiful moment that I don't know why I haven't really picked up on it or like really cared about it before. But this time I was like, wow, that was like really special. And it, it's not like a highlight of the movie. It's nothing like small, huge, yeah. but it's just a small moment that like really just like felt like so much more this time around, which I, I really liked. Yeah, I noticed that this time too because yeah. the score—it's just like the mm-hmm. score kicks in right there, and you're just like, oh, like you're floating. It's it's really—it's so intimate too. Like it, you—I don't know. It's just like a really good entry point for her character to see, like, because I don't know. I think a lot of the time she is kind of annoying, but like to mm-hmm. see her like in this space where she doesn't have to like perform for other people, she's just kind of like trying to be like selfless and and sweet, and it's just really good. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite moments for her character overall, too. Yeah, the only one I have before that is just like just getting the lay of the land at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I just love the exposition. Like usually you're like, oh, an exposition dump. Mm -hmm. But like this, like you're like learning like, oh, the creation of the emotions, how the emotions work, how the memories work. Like all of that is just so interesting. And I think that really works well because it's not just like an exposition dump. It's like, oh, I'm actually interested in what this is. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, what you said, um, the Joyce skating is great um what else you got uh another one that i have is like whenever they're at the dinner table and we kind of get to go into the (laughs) other the mom and dad's uh heads and kind of see 
what's going on there is really funny because like one you see like there's different people at the helm of because like joy is like the head of riley and then like anger is the head of the dad and i think sadness is mom which is like kind of really sad but like also informative (laughs) of their characters um and just kind of seeing like how they react and like they aren't paying attention and I don't know, like all of that I thought was really, really cool. Let's probe, but keep it subtle so she doesn't notice. So, how was the first day of school? She's probing us. I'm done. You pretend to be Joy. What? Okay. Um, hmm. It was fine, I guess. I don't know. Oh, very smooth. That was just like Joy. Something is definitely going on. She's never acted like this before. What should we do? We're going to find out what's happening, but we'll need support. Signal the husband. Ahem. Uh-oh, she's looking at us. Uh, what did she say? What? Oh, oh, sorry, sir. No one was listening. Is it garbage night? Uh, we left the toilet seat up. What? What is it, woman? What? <sighs> He's making that stupid face again. I could strangle him right now. Signal him again. Ah, so, Riley, how was school? Oh, are you kidding me? For this, we gave up that Brazilian helicopter pilot? It kind of opens up some, like plot inconsistencies maybe for like sequels and stuff that I'm a little bit curious about because mm. um one it seems like we're at getting new emotions in future like a future project potentially so like do they go away like like are these like the five that stick around like all the yeah. time and like the other ones come and go or like like how does that work um but then also I find it interesting and I don't know if this is something like you have like like read about or anything but like all of the dad's emotions are like male presenting, like like mm. masculine, and all the all the moms are like like feminine more. Yeah, and then like Riley has a mix of both. Is that kind of to represent like I don't know? Like I feel like that it's still like, like gender fluidity, like trying to figure out like how you yeah. view yourself, or like maybe like some of these aspects are from my dad, some are from my mom. I don't I don't know. Like what I the, would like, I would be really interested to see if like if Pixar and Disney had the balls to. Like to say, explored to, to yeah. gender fluidity, actually. Mm-hmm. Like I know, I'm sure Pixar would love to, and then Disney would be like, "No." no. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that'd be really um, interesting. Maybe in the sequel, that could be something worth exploring. Yeah, just a little bit. I don't know, because I don't know. I, it was just something I've noticed this time around. And I was kind of it, it definitely would be yeah, definitely would be interesting to see. Like going at least going back to your point of seeing in in Riley's parents' head, like who's mm-hmm. kind of forward facing, leading the charge. Yeah, because like when I was reading about it, like. Like Riley's mom's chief emotion is sadness, which is acting as more like empathy is what mm-hmm. like I mm-hmm. like she's the more empathetic and dad's is anger. So he's his emotion is more protectiveness. So, mm. um, okay. so I wonder if if we see in the sequel, like we start to see like maybe one of those like come more to the takes forefront. a backseat. That'd like, be kind of interesting. Takes too, it yeah. from joy. But I don't know. I don't know if we know like how old time frame we are looking at Riley in the mm-hmm. sequel. I haven't really read much about that. Um, if it's a, like a year later or something like puberty, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with that. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes too. Like anger, disgust, and fear kind of leading the charge and Riley's yeah, kind of trying to figure it's it fun. out. So. It's, it's a lot of fun there. It's um, good stuff. I really enjoy that. And at the end, uh, he's like, and the dad said like, well, that was that was good. That could have been a disaster. It goes to mom said, well, that was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. 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 Stuff. Amazing. Um, 
but before we keep going, I just want to mention before that, I think first day of school is a really powerful so scene mm-hmm. where Riley kind of loses it. And that's obviously where joy and sadness kind of get shot away. But yeah. just like the stress that creates, like when fear is even like, as long as we don't get asked, called on by the teacher, we're good. And then it happens. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I bet we've all been there. So I, that's uh, that's a really good scene. Yeah, I got to say it was really fun watching this with Abby who has had the experience of like driving across the country to a new new place at around mm-hmm. the same age and kind of mm-hmm. having to like do all of that and I don't know, it is it is cool to see how how much a movie can mean to someone going through uh, something like that. Totally. Totally. Um you have any other favorite scenes? I've got I've got a few I can sprinkle in. Yeah, but... you can you can go if you want. Uh, I just want to shout out the abstract thought scene where they have that to really tr- cool. try and and get through and they're like oh no this is the fourth stage and they keep just getting like two-dimensional and they're just like fall mm-hmm. on your face that's I, oh that's really good um i really enjoy imagination land um walking through there and that's also kind of when sadness and bing bong kind of have the first talk about like yeah it's okay to be sad and like they kind of mm-hmm. discuss that um kind of your first like foreshadow of what's to come i like i enjoy that um dream production is just really fun uh, do you think like, they wanted to call it DreamWorks, but like couldn't? So close, yeah. I feel like they couldn't. <laughs> um, all, all of that is so cool. Um, watching Fear, like watch the show, and he's like, "Let me guess, she has her, she doesn't have her pants on." Yeah, she not pants on. That would be such a meta thing too, because it, it is kind of like, oh, they're bad. Like they're yeah. not like good actors, so it's like, oh, if this was DreamWorks, like it'd be kind of like a funny like <laughs> dig at the other production gotcha. company. Um, I kind of wish they could have gotten away with that, but. Yeah, that is like such a fun little world building detail. Yeah, yeah just the world building is so good because then they go down to the subconscious and all of that is so cool. And the clown comes out, all that stuff is, is really cool. So, mm-hmm. um, and then like my my favorite scene is is when you know they fall into the pit and Joy realizes she looks at the core memory and realizes that you know sadness has been there all along and it lends to Joy. That's just really really powerful stuff and then of course bing bong jumps off the the rocket take her to the moon oh bing bong we did it we bing bong bing bong you made it go go save riley take her to the moon for me okay That's tough. That's so tough, man. I'm still, oh, I don't make a grown man cry. So that's, <laughs> that, that gets to me. Um, that's good stuff. Do you have any in there that I, that I missed before kind of, you the, hit all the ones I I had. Yeah. You nail them. Uh, beautiful. And obviously the, the conclusion kind of the, the sadness and joy create the core memory together and the, and the family comes together and mm-hmm. has that moment. Um, I, I have just honorable mention for the triple dent gum bit is just <laughs> great stuff. Um, and I like the getting rid of the emotions or like piano lessons. What do you think? Let's keep chopsticks, but get rid of the rest. All that's so good. Remembering certain presidents, mixing up the facts and opinions was something that yeah. I'd forgotten had happened. And I was like, mm-hmm. that is amazing. So yeah, I think the presidents is like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and the fat one, I think <laughs> yeah. is what they say, which is so funny. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, we love Taft. We love Taft. Shout out Taft. Um, favorite quote, Jackson? Uh, Forget it, Jake. It's clown town. Is I my I favorite. It. I, oh, I am so annoying about this quote because, like, 
I I don't think most I don't know. I don't want to be like super pretentious, but like I don't think most people who have seen Inside Out have also seen Chinatown. That's a not a guess. Not a big huge overlapping thing. Uh, but it's awesome. And then after I watched Chinatown for the first time, and then happened to get back around to it, I was like, "That is amazing. That's such a stupidly great joke." And like the source material is like not appropriate at all. That's great. Um, It's definitely something for the adults. Yeah, like the context is so much, so much crazier. uh, (laughs) Yeah, from the source, it's so stupid. Um, I love that. Uh, You mentioned before. Oh no, these facts and opinions look so similar, which is so good. Take her to the moon for me, okay, which is also great. And then the sadness iconic quote, crying helps me slow down and obsess over the weight of life's problems, <laughs> which is also just fantastic. Oh, yeah. You you mentioned all the ones I wrote down, but the one you, you didn't mention is... Congratulations, San Francisco. You've ruined pizza. <laughs> great stuff. <laughs> also, there's like a, a bear joke somewhere in that like San <laughs> yeah. Francisco bit, which is really good. Is that Was that awesome. a bear? I saw a really hairy man. He looked like a bear. Great stuff. <laughs> Great, Great stuff. stuff. No notes. Something for the adults. One wonderful. Uh wonderful. Let's go to um Houston. We have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Uh what could have been better, Jackson? What do you think? We got uh I got a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um maybe you can play defense, maybe you'll agree. Uh I think sure. Joy can be really annoying at times for the protagonist. Sure. Uh I get it. Like a lot of these characters have to be like the embodiment of one thing. So obviously, you know, they're going to be going at it a hundred percent. So if it's yeah. not your thing, it's not your thing. Can I ask you, is mm-hmm. it, cause sometimes I have this when I watch movies, is it a, you're annoyed with joy? Or are you annoyed with Amy Poehler? Cause like mm. sometimes I don't like sometimes parks and rec gets a little much for me because, That's fair. Of, because of that. But do you think it's a, or just a combination of both? I it's think perfect... I, I do like Amy Poehler polar and I, I guess i don't love leslie nope all the time though too so maybe it is kind of just like that that, ag- that aggressive maybe it's not her but it's just like the bubbly like aggressive like aggressive nice until everyone else is like happy yeah like forcing sure. it i yeah. think is uh a little annoying to me Very fair. Also, something that bothered me that i don't think i've ever thought about before is every other character is monochromatic except for joy like so, everyone's like wet, like their hair is the same color, like everything like matches really well. And then Joy has like the bright blue hair and like the green dress, and I've and like the pink lips. And I don't right. know if like that's like anything you know about, like like why they well, chose to do it like that. Uh, the only thing that I I'll comment on that <laughs> is that I read because Joy and Sadness both had the same color hair to kind of show their symbiotic mm-hmm. relationship that like one needs the sure. other. So there's that. I can't comment on the on the dress. And, yeah. And, and How come nobody else does it? Sadness should have some. I don't know something yeah. else. She's got her white sweater. Yeah, that's fair. She's I, I guess because she's the most bright and loud. I guess, but mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a it's a cop out answer. But yeah. Um. Another thing that I just kind of am a little annoyed by, I guess, is like I think a lot of the world building is really good. And then there's like the islands of like blank of like like personality or whatever and like goofball island, hockey yeah, island. I just yeah. don't think they're like super thematically like solid all the way through because it's like she lied and then like the entire island crumbled away and it's like <laughs> okay, well, it's like all one, right, like, one thing kind of yeah, like just fair. ruins it all and it's like is that brain damage like happening like what like what's going on like is she sniffing glue <laughs> while it's her happening brain or are just yeah. like deteriorating? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I that's it's not a huge thing, but it is that's just something. fair. I mean, she lo- you lose your core memories and then you can't feel anything. I like when the like something we didn't even mention, like when the the board starts to turn black and like wow, mm-hmm. if she makes this decision, like she 
just can't feel. She's not. Yeah. So she becomes yeah. numb and stuff. I think I think that stuff is cool. But um, that stuff is powerful. Yeah. And then like kind of like the classic issue of like, oh, this is a we got to get from point A to point B, but we can't get to point B because all of these obstacles. And mm-hmm. then the two final characters who need to get to point B this, this entire movie just come up with this like super arbitrary thing to like get them there. And like, yeah, it just yeah. happens really fast because like the story needs it to happen. Yeah. Um, Again, not like a huge thing, just like a little nitpick. Yeah, I actually did have that one, too, because it, like it's not like something happens that like magically presents itself that can make you get there fast. Like you could have done this the whole time if yeah. you had just thought of it or so. had the character development to do it. It's like, OK, now that they've had the character development, they can do this other stuff. I don't know, but it's not like tied to the character development. It's just like something that happens. Yeah, that, that yeah, it's super fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I um. That was one I had, and then you. That's kind of all I had. The only other thing I had was, but it was kind of more of a conversation I wanted to have, which we already had. Was <laughs> why are some emotions like masculine and some are feminine mm-hmm. in like mom and dad's head? So I'm glad we had that conversation. Also, just um, one more thing too, like in dis- like disgust is like a negative um like feeling kind of, and so is like mm-hmm. fear kind of. But like I don't know, sadness gets bullied so relentlessly. <laughs> Like they just hate her so much. Oh, they much. just beat up on her. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. I think the other one, like disgust, is just kind of mean, and like that's like kind of her deal. She's not super nuanced yet, although I think like eventually she could be. But yeah, I, don't know. I, I think feel that's like as bad as sadness if you're like looking at it. Yeah, and I wonder like joyless. in in these sequels if like do these new emotions pop up or does like one transform into the other? Like I don't mm. know. Like does disgust become sure. like? I don't know. Profound disgust. I don't know what the word for that is. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um that's kind of all I had. Yeah. Did you have anything else that you wanted to toss out? I my other big one is what could have been better is the um keeping certain cast members on for the sequel, but we'll get to that. Later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um beautiful. Um okay, then let's move on to you like me. You really like me. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. And first with the Oscars, this uh, won one Oscar, was nominated for two, though. Um, it won the animated feature film Oscar. Um, this is weird. I went back and read these nominees and like I'm aware of them, but like not really. The first mm. one is Anomalisa. Um, OK, that was like a clay. That was like an adult animated. Yeah. movie, Kind of. Right. Yeah. Like a really sad one. I'm pretty sure yeah. I haven't seen it. Um, Boy in the World, which I'm not even really sure what that, that is. Um, Sean the Sheep movie classic which, uh, and then when marnie was there which i think is either ghibli or ghibli adjacent that's a really weak category yeah for that so year that's actually kind of surprising and, you look back and see that and you're like well that was inside outs to win yeah the whole time like mm-hmm. no disney movies that year or, or nothing like that i don't know what the disney movie would have been that year if there was one i like, there probably wasn't one so um yeah just a really strange year a weak category um hmm. Also nominated for Best Original Screenplay, which I hadn't realized. That's cool. Um, which is cool. Spotlight wins. Yeah. Uh, but the other nominees were Bridge of Spies, uh, Straight Out of Compton, and Ex Machina. So kind of a fun. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that is a pretty good. That's a way better category, I think, for yeah. nominees. And uh, obviously, this year, uh, Spotlight wins Best Picture. So it's a pretty good Oscar year. You had Mad Max and Spotlight and The Big Short. Some good movies this year. I think this is when Leo won the Oscar for The Revenant, too. So there was mm. that. So, uh, okay, Jackson, your golden Odie. Who are you giving your golden Odie to? Bing bong. 
best dude best dude ever he reminds me of our friend davy and i love Davey. um and i think davy's the best so shout out davy extra shout out to davy beautiful uh my gold noti is going to uh the screenwriters because i just think it's such a mm-hmm. just a brilliant well-conceived movie so and it took five and a half years to to get it going so i'm glad they took the time and didn't like launch into it like a lot of stuff is happening now so mm-hmm. um what about your squeaker who are you giving your squeaker to i gotta give it to disgust she's just mean she's just, she's just a, mean to people just a meanie um that's fair um uh, i'm giving my squeaker to riley's best friend from minnesota <gasps> because Why? she gets on this little skype call and she's like and Riley's like, how's it going? She's like, oh, the team's great. We got this new girl and she's amazing. And she's she does awesome. all these cool things. <laughs> and we're like, okay, like I'd react the same way. Be like, I gotta go. You're you're being a douche. So I get it. Um, beautiful. Let's move on to Surely You Can't Be Serious. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. And we got I got a few trivia facts for you, Jackson. <laughs> Some fun ones. Um, the first one that I thought you'd appreciate, which you probably knew or didn't know. Um, Frank Oz and Dave Goals, um, they voice the forgetful guards of the subconscious, which is fun. I did see that today and was pretty shocked. Um, obviously cool. of Muppets fame. So mm-hmm. I thought you'd, thought you'd appreciate that. Uh, some of the memory balls in Riley's mind uh, contain scenes from other Pixar movies, such as Carl and Ellie's wedding and Up, which is kind of. Oh, that's cool. Cool. But like if you dig into it, you're like, why are those memories in her brain? Don't, <laughs> don't think about it too long. Um, they it was her watching the movie. Of course, they love their Easter eggs. Like another one, like in Riley's classroom. First of all, the classroom number is A113, which is like in all the Pixar movies. Classic. Uh, There's a map in the back of the room that has pins plotted at certain points. And all these pins are um, references to where all the other Pixar movies are set, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's fun. That's really fun. That's a fun one. Um, Originally, this is kind of an original version of the script. Joy would be teamed up with fear rather than sadness. And mm. the creators thought they would be the funnier pairing. That's kind of the only reason. Um, they ended up going with sadness instead when Pete Doctor, who directed the movie, was on a Sunday walk and had a bad train of thought. And he feared he'd get fired and lose his friends. And because of this, he realized Joy needed to realize it was okay for sadness to be at the controls once in a while. Aww. So that's kind of cute. Um, again, according to Pete Doctor, each emotion, we kind of talked about this, is based on a shape. Uh, Joy is based on a star. Sadness is a teardrop. Anchor, anchor, anger is a fire brick, which is a, mm-hmm. a neat one. Uh, fear is a raw nerve. And oh, that's cool. And disgust is broccoli. So, <laughs> oh, that's really fun. Okay. That's fun. Huh. Um, you know, the house of cards scene in Imagination Land. Mm-hmm. Um, the cards that make that house, the, the king and queen are actually portraits of riley's mom and dad i noticed that this time around yeah and riley is like a like a jester or something yeah she's the she's the just says r yeah yeah which is which is cool yeah that was um, yeah that was the first time notice for me i thought yeah that was the first time for me too i was like oh that's cool um depending on the country of release uh riley's dad is either daydreaming about hockey or football slash soccer so like if it was released in brazil they're probably thinking about soccer which is kind of cool um, one of the various aspects of Riley's mind that was cut. There was a lot of things that were kind of on the cutting room floor. Um, one they got rid of was a department called Faces and Names, 
And this oh, department, that's great. This department was in charge of pairing up names and people Riley that has is met. So good. Um, but the leaders of the department don't like each other and they don't speak. So that's why there's like a lapse in memory about me with you, Jamie Lee Curtis earlier this episode. Me with animated movies we've covered <laughs> on the podcast. Um, two more. Um, for the voice of toddler age Riley, the producers recycled old dialogue of Mary Gibbs who voiced Boo in Monsters Inc. They just Aww. recycled that, which is fun. Cool. And she's listed in the credits. So that's cool. And finally, unlike the other characters, I didn't notice this. Joy doesn't have a shadow due to her bright personality. Oh, oh cool. Okay. The only character without a shadow, which is kind of cool. So thought that was neat. Um Jackson, the uh the Bechtel test, does it pass? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. They're, they're talking about a girl the whole time. It's mm-hmm. great. Uh, the Rick Dalton mean test. What do you think? No, I don't think it says inside out. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think they do either. We're feeling real inside out, aren't we? Um, <laughs> and good date movie. I think this is a great date movie. Fantastic. Yeah, good stuff. Anything Anything we missed before we get into uh, some other categories? No. Good stuff. Let's, uh, let's hop over to what's in the box. Oh, what's in the box? And we're going to jump into some letterbox reviews before we go rank this movie amongst the top 100. Uh, what do you got in reviews, buddy? Yeah, I got two, uh, starting with one from Shannon with a two star review. It says, I want Bill Hader to help me make all my decisions too. And I agree. Same. Um, super great. And then this one's from D this is one star. I am, it says, am I too old for this movie or am I too mentally ill? And the answer might be <laughs> mentally ill. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I don't make the rules um, and I wish you well. We wish you all the best if you're listening. <laughs> Appreciate you. Um, wonderful. I, I have three. Um, my first one is from Ellie Hayes or Eli Hayes, maybe uh, four stars. Uh, when I have kids, I'm going to make damn sure they get that Chinatown reference. Yeah. Did you write that review? I'm not sure. Basically, um, yeah. Wonderful. Uh, a five-star review from Ash. This movie is for mentally ill people. Parentheses, me. Uh, <laughs> can relate. That's great. And finally, I went searching because I wanted to find a half-star review. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a half-star review from Andy Davis, who is Andy from Toy Story. That's his character's name. So this person is pretending to be Andy from Toy Story. Uh, which is great stuff. Okay. And uh, is it like their whole account is just like they review in the character? Yeah, That's there's insane. Not, there's not a lot going on in the profile, but this was one I found. And the review is just fuck you, Riley. She should see my emotions. So just great stuff there. Cool. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, let's hop over to the list, Jackson. Uh, we have 28 movies. This will be our 29th. Uh huh. Um, Let's uh, start with, uh, let's go to the animated movies that we've definitely done. Um, what do you think? Is it better or worse than, I'll start with our lowest rated one of animated, The Iron Giant. Is it better or worse than The Iron Giant? I feel like I was going to say it's around this. I don't mm-hmm. know if like you want to go like much higher or much lower or what, but this is like around the area I was interested in discussing. So like if you think about, well, here's where we can start then. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's better than Spider-Verse? Hmm. No, I don't think so. Okay, but that's just me. So maybe I th- I think I don't think it's better than How about we put it So we have Scott Pilgrim versus the World kind of in in the middle here mm-hmm. of the two. 
How about we put it above Scott Pilgrim versus the world and behind into the spider verse? Sure. I'm cool that with feel? that. Yeah. I feel good. good. Amazing. I will add it to the list. And as we mentioned, that is the uh, 29th film to the list. Cooking along. Love it. And I don't know, maybe a 30 will kind of revisit all this and see sure. what we're feeling um, when we get there. Beautiful. Uh, wonderful. Let's move on to you feeling lucky. You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? And I'm excited for our little, not, not much of a game this week, but more of a conversation and a little casting that we're going to do. Yeah. Um, we alluded to it many times the episode, but uh, Inside Out 2 is uh, coming next year, uh, the summer of 2024. And it's funny, when I originally picked this movie, I was like, hey, you know, it's, it's one of those Pixar movies that wasn't sequelized and now we're doing it. So um, <laughs> it's the 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 uh, stars align in weird ways with our episodes and like the timing of them because we don't plan they do. this. And of course, the week that we were doing it, uh, all this announcements for Inside Out 2 came out, which is so weird. Yes. Um, so um, the announcements he's alluding to, we kind of got a kind of an idea of what the movie is going to be and when it's coming out. But mm-hmm. The main thing we got this week was an announcement of four new emotions mm-hmm. that will be joining the the cast of characters in the in the next film, and they are envy, ennui, anxiety, and embarrassment. Mm-hmm. So Jackson and I thought we would just do a little a little casting game, see if we can come up with and who we want for that. And in addition to that, because it's been rumored that. Apparently, for some contract disputes and negotiations that Mindy Kaling and Bill Hader may not be returning to voice disgust and fear, yeah, which is a big bummer and a, a big miss on the movie's part. But I don't know what's going on there. Maybe it's I think it's just that they were not going to pay them enough money, which is a, a big bummer. So that sucks. in wake of that, if that's true, Jackson and I are going to recast those parts. Yeah. You and... want to start with those? Yeah, let's start with those because those are familiar and yeah. people have a sense of what the characters are. So let's start with uh, Disgust then, Jackson. Um, who are you recasting in in the role of Disgust if Mindy Kaling is not returning? This one's interesting because I think this is almost the only casting that would make almost more sense than uh, – or than. Uh, sorry, I, I just gave it away a little bit. <laughs> Mindy Kaling. Because <laughs> a lot of these castings are from like hit sitcoms at the time yeah. around like the NBC block, which is kind of fun. Uh, so I'm going with Aubrey Plaza for this. I think that makes sense. Uh, that's kind of her character in in Parks and Rec is like a lot of uh, that dynamic between her and Leslie. Nope. So, yeah, yeah, that would be fun to see like like Polar and Plaza like mm-hmm. go back and forth with each other again. That would be fun. Uh, wonderful. I think that's I think that's beautiful casting, and that's where they should go if it if it had to be done. I um I went with maybe a name that not a lot of people know, but if you're a big uh Conan O'Brien fan and have watched clips from his show, uh, I'm going with a comedian called Nikki Glazer. Mm. Um, and she just has such she has great stand up routines and is just such a great um guest on on Conan's talk show and is really raunchy. But she kind of has this like, I feel like to have the disgust vibe, you kind of have to like up your nasally a little bit and like be like just sound really annoying and disgusted and she can definitely tune that up a little bit and i think she's a lot of fun so but i like aubrey plaza a lot i think that's uh i think that's a solid pick so beautiful and uh let's move to fear then uh what do you have for fear or here i'll go first since you went first last time well we can alternate um my fear pick 
it's really hard to replace Bill Hader because I think Bill Hader should be in everything. But for me, since I've been watching Only Murders in the Building lately, and I think this guy Ooh. is great, I'm going Martin Short. Uh, oh, that's fear. great, man. I think, Ooh. you know, he's just this over, which is basically what all that Panic's doing in the movie. He's this over, over the top, really loud, really excitable guy. And uh, I think he's just a lot of fun. And if anyone's going to replace Bill Hader, I think it's got to be like a legend per se. I, I like that a lot. I like that better than my pick. I went with Michael Sarah. Um, I think oh, that'd he, be fun. I think that'd be good too, but I think different kind of fear. It'd be it would be like a different uh type of thing. So I think I think yours is like a really good continuation of like what you know already with Bill Hader's performance and like moving that on. I like that one. Yeah, sure. but maybe if fear like evolves into something else and whatever age Riley is now, then maybe that makes more sense. But mm-hmm. depends on the personality. So yeah, good stuff. Um, so those are the re- returning characters. Let's move on to our our new characters. Uh, where do you want to start? Do you have one you want to start with or dealer's choice? Let's start with Envy then. Let's let's start at the top. Um, what do you have for Envy, buddy? Pedro Pascal. Ooh. This this part's gonna be fun because like there's no gender yeah. aside. Like you don't know where you're gonna go. So wonderful. Uh yeah, Pedro, talk about that. What do you think? He's great. I, I mean just it's just Pascal. it's been like a couple years of of everyone loving on him and give him, give him an animated role. I think that's that's a fun one for sure. Why not? go after it i love that um for me for some reason i was just like so i i picked a woman for this so i felt mm-hmm. i just felt like i'd go down that route um and i kind of wanted somebody like when i think of envy i just kept thinking of barbie for some reason mm. so i i'm gonna snag Issa ray i wanted to just grab Ooh, one of the Barbies. okay um, that's fun i think she'd be kind of fun you know in, in that role and just like seeing her kind of in barbie where she's like kind of it's kind of the opposite like you're a barbie you're like at the top of the world and like Mm -hmm. to kind of do something a little different like be envious of somebody so i think that'd be a cool route but yeah i guess it'll be interesting to see if they'll be male or female like Mm -hmm. yeah i guess i I should say uh pedro pascal in wonder woman 1984 speaking of two and a half years ago of of the podcast uh i think that is a very envious role of his too and like he's good in that very envious did you know there's a movie called envy I'm sure there is. Is it 2004? Good? Ben Stiller, Jack Black. What a film! Crazy. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the just the most fun. Like like oh, while we're doing it, Ennui. Mm-hmm. Um, and if people don't know what Ennui is, I didn't. Um, yeah, I, I had to look it up because I was like, oh, <laughs> I've definitely heard it, but I don't remember. Um, a feeling of listlessness and dissatisfaction arising from a lack of occupation or excitement. So just like a whole new level of sadness kind of and just like i don't know hopelessness i don't know it's it's quite a, it's quite a role to take on so what do you think who is embodying ennui for you vin diesel <laughs> that's good that's he's really a man good. of few words i think he, he i mean like iron giant and Gru. i mean just him being like uh like is all you need for that role add to the voice work yeah. These iconic voice roles of just not saying much. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I like imagine this character as like almost an Eeyore type character. Yeah. When I was imagining mm-hmm. it. And I was like, who would play a good Eeyore? I don't know why, but I was like, I need a I need someone with a deep kind of like uh voice. But also it could be like kind of fun. I went with JK Simmons. That's good too. Uh, I to, like just, that a lot. Yeah. Just to be fun. But I'm liking your Vin Diesel one more more so. JK but. Simmons would have been a really good anger, also. 
Oh yeah. Like that would have been a good, like a good role for him too. He's got some range. He does. Yeah. He's played. Anger I kind of want though. Vin Diesel as Eeyore now. What the hell? Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's get Winnie the Pooh. Well, Why do I want that now? I guess we have the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey sequel coming out. True, yeah. We can do that probably <laughs> if he's got some spare time. Um, Wonderful. Uh, Let's go to Anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'll start this time. Um, I think this is just the right pick. Um, I went with Jesse Eisenberg for Anxiety. That's a good one. I definitely, I, just, I definitely like that one. Feeling the Zuckerberg energy, mm-hmm. feeling the social network energy of just like the I think that's uh, that's good stuff. So, yeah. What, what about you? What do you got? Uh, so I kind of went and thought about like what shows are kind of popular now. Like what's like what is the Parks and Rec? What is the Office mm. of right now? Yeah. And I feel like that's Abbott Elementary. So I went with Quinta Brunson for anxiety. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, I love her. I think she is so good and so talented. And uh, I think she does her character on that show is very anxious and mm. uh, self doubting and inquisitive and i think that's what a lot of anxiety uh can be so beautiful i love that yeah that would have been a good i should have thought of like shows the bear i get in here man um wonderful and then finally we have uh embarrassment you know what's crazy you literally just said who i have for embarrassment i had a berry yeah oh she's so great she does I wasn't that think, so I haven't well. seen the bear though. I was thinking just from like her role in Bottoms and like Ninja Turtles and stuff. Like she's been really fun this year. Uh, our house is very big on her. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, coincidentally, you just ruined it by saying it, but that's okay. Boom. She just has that way, that just way of talking. Mm-hmm. Of just like, like so, um, yeah. Yeah, it's like, like, so, like theater, theater camp. Like she was so much fun in theater camp. And like, yeah. that's kind of what uh, I feel like you got to go for. That's a great pick. I went a completely different route. Okay. Completely different. Um, mine is um Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, <laughs> Wait, that's great. Like, just you just hear like being embarrassed, going like, "Oh gosh," you know. Just <laughs> wait. I love that. Oh it's no, definitely a different, different kind of. Embar- it's like, way different. <laughs> what we've just done is we've just cast different types of yeah. Emotions that that was a doing, great so. Coolidge impression too. Was it? Oh, I'm not known for my do Coolidge, it again. But... Oh gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. That's all I can do. I can't do anything. Yeah, else. they're micro. That's so impressive. good. Um, these are great castings. Um, what are the odds that any? We're still hoping. Like we've we've cast a Knives Out movie, didn't get anything. None. Fast Fantastic Four will be announced in like 2027. I don't know. Yeah. When, when that'll happen. So we're still waiting on a few things, but we got DC going. Maybe we'll see if we get. Any I bet money. this one could. This one could work. I bet we could get one of those. Coolidge might be not what Pixar wants with their brand, <laughs> but I would love that. Who's to say, man? We'll <laughs> we'll see which route they take. I'm hoping one of us is right. And <laughs> I guess I before I move on, are you excited for Inside Out too? Are you cautiously optimistic about it, or are you like, um, why are we doing this? Or are you like it? It like it could use a sequel. Or like, it's it's kind of something interesting because like I do think maybe a sequel but like in someone else's head would be kind of worth exploring and like doing something else Mm -hmm. i i personally would have been kind of interested in seeing like how a young boy uh like personifies like his emotions and deals with that because i think that is something uh in modern conversations that we're kind of trying to break down and understand of of how men process their emotions and maybe that would be like kind of an interesting angle but since it is kind of a riley thing uh i'm not as interested in that because i don't know i I don't know i just don't think i'm as interested in that yeah unless it's like really different so i wonder if because like 
kind of the stinger at the end of Inside Out was like puberty. What could excuse me? What could yeah. go wrong? And like maybe we'll get into a boy's head, mm-hmm. or maybe if we get that gender fluidity thing going, maybe we get into another girl's that could, head. That could be really really interesting. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Um, in terms of like Pixar sequels, are you thinking like, oh, this one could be one of the better ones? Or I like- definitely would rather have this than like Monsters University or Finding Dory or like I'd Fair. I'd rather invest in like the really good ones than not not that Monsters Inc. and, and are the weren't good, but like I don't know the the qualities of the sequels were severely are the only uh, good sequels worse. Toy Story sequels from Pixar. I wasn't high uh, on Incredibles too, but you like I'm an Incredibles too. two defender just. Just because it is more of the same of what I like and it's fun, but it's yeah. not like it's not new up to the same level as the first Incredibles oh. at all. Yeah. Like Definitely. so, like totally. I don't know. I would watch like a billion Incredible sequels, but like they're yeah. not going to be as good as the first one. But yeah. um, yeah, I guess the Toy Story ones are probably the highest quality, and we also keep telling them to stop making the sequels too, which is kind of funny. Yeah, and they keep making them, but like I really enjoyed. They Toy keep Story doing 4. it, <laughs> and like I don't know. I think we're getting a Toy Story five somewhere down the line. So like, yeah, I think we'll go yeah. until I don't know. So we'll see. And I just am not going to acknowledge Lightyear. Is that a Toy Story sequel? I know it's a weird thing. Whatever. It's a spinoff. It's in the franchise. Yeah, it's in the franchise. That's and then we, good. we don't need to talk about Cars. Um, wonderful. Um. Let's uh, give a quick fantasy movie update, and then we can get out of here. What do you say? Beautiful. Uh, so this week, uh, we have a little early uh, trolls action, a little early killer action for Jackson. <laughs> um, Jeff is now, all of his movies have accrued points now, so he's starting to reach the end point for him. All 10 movies, trolls band together, opened overseas uh, earlier this month, and so we'll get a, a later wide release later in November, but it accrued some good box office numbers, some okay reviews, not stellar, so we'll see what happens there. The Killers in limited theaters, which is cool, because it's a Netflix movie, so I love when they do that, so I hope that I can get to see that in theaters in Chicago if it's there, so uh, that's going, and this week Priscilla opens... Uh, for Matt. Oh, I didn't even mention who's Jeff's in first, Brian's in second, David's in third, Carter's in fourth, Cody's in fifth, Jackson in sixth, Matt in seventh, and Corbin. Um, so yeah, Priscilla opens this weekend, uh, unopposed, I think. Um, uh, but I think Taylor Swift is still floating around during the weekend, so I find it hard to believe that anyone will dethrone that for a while. Um, next weekend we have a four-way head-to-head, which is exciting. The Killer, The Holdovers, Dream Scenario. And the Marvels, oh boy, oh boy. So Two of those are mine. Yeah, and we'll talk about the Marvels somewhere down the line. And maybe during that convo, we'll talk about this big variety Marvel piece that came out this week. Maybe we'll touch on that when that time <laughs> yeah. comes. A lot of things in that. Um, it was brutal. Pretty brutal. Um, And yeah, we're keeping an eye also on the actor strike. Might be coming to an end. Might not be. They've been talking, meeting every day. So maybe we'll come back next week. Seems and be close. Like, yeah. Maybe we'll come back and see it's done. So here's hoping. So there's that for you. And with that, we're done. We did it. Um, Next week, we haven't really fleshed it out yet, but we're doing a little fun thing around actors of a certain age range. There'll be more on that mm-hmm. later, but we, Jackson and I need to flesh that out a little bit. This is us thinking about it in real time. So <laughs> stay tuned with us. Um, Jackson, where can people follow us on uh, Instagram and the old TikTok? They can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at roughcut underscore pod. And where can they follow us on Twitter? At roughcut underscore co. 
check us out there. Like, comment, Woo-hoo. subscribe on all the things. Do it. Please. We love you. Thank you to Fill Me Up. Uh, up. Screw you, Spotify, but still follow us there. Um, yeah. And yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you guys once again, and happy November. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.